G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Could be even something of an emotive topic to talk about today because we all love Christmas. Well, for 23 years, what is known as the Nativity Event has been part of the calendar of Christmas events hosted by the city of Perth in WA. It's so popular that it often runs three times in the lead-up to Christmas. But now authorities want to move the Nativity Event from the city centre and replace it with several Christmas concerts. And as part of the City of Perth's strategy to assist businesses in an economic recovery, the city's commissioners want to have more events in the city centre to generate more business for the retailers and eateries. But the question arises, is this in some way disrespectful to Christians and the long tradition of the Christmas nativity in the City of Perth? Is the Christmas event really not all-inclusive? And let me just extend this. Is this only happening in the city of Perth or are there other authorities around Australia? And you might be listening and you're thinking, our council's doing stuff to remove Christmas from the agenda as well. Uh, You might have your own thoughts. You can join in our conversation. We'll open our talkback lines in just a few minutes. And you can also respond to a Facebook question today that asks, do you agree with the city of Perth moving this year's Christmas nativity out of the city centre because it's not all-inclusive. Well, let's get some insights. Peter Abetz is the Australian Christian Lobby State Director for WA. Peter's joining us. Hi, Peter. Welcome along to 2020. Uh, good day, Neil, and good day, listeners. Uh, Peter, just a little clarification here, because I think I've seen a couple of conflicting reports uh, the the Christmas nativity is it being is the proposal to just move it out of the CBD or shuffling it aside or is it to actually stop that nativity happening and replace it with the concerts? I wonder if you've got a little clarity on that. Uh, yes, the commissioners uh, decided to cancel the nativity, so the very popular. Uh, nativity event which is uh, it's a huge production uh, it has about a hundred people in the cast it's got you know live animals uh, it's it's been a uh, part of the Perth scene for 23 years apparently and um, very very popular and it was held in Forest uh, Place which is right in the central business district uh, and in 2017, it was moved down to the Supreme Court Gardens because they were doing some building renovations there. Uh, and so it was deemed a better place to put it. But that's a little out of the central business district. And um, I, I have no problems with the commissioners wanting to move it back. If they were going to move it back into Forest Place, uh, that would have been fine. And the people producing the uh, production were very happy to do that. But the commissioners, in their wisdom, decided to cancel it altogether and uh, simply uh, not have the big nativity event and simply have a number of uh, what they call Christmas concerts, which may 
have some of the carols and may have something of the uh, nativity scene somewhere. Well, you've just taken us to a new level of, well, whether we should be disturbed over this because the idea that our authorities might cancel a Christmas event that is so popular uh, that uh, that you've got this idea of uh, you know we're just we're just closing this down. Nothing to see here. Uh, it's not on this here. Sorry, we've cran- cancelled Christmas. That's uh, that's pretty. Mm. That is disturbing, isn't it? Well, it is particularly because originally back in May, the staff of the city recommended that the big um, uh, fireworks thing, um, uh, skyworks, should be cancelled. The Eve celebration should be cancelled and the nativity event should be cancelled because of COVID. Now, had the commissioners uh, decided to cancel all three, uh, then I think we couldn't really argue with that. But the commissioners decided that they would proceed with the skyworks and proceed with the New Year's Eve celebration, but cancel the nativity event. Um, And it's interesting when you actually go back into uh, some of the documentation from the city, um, back in June last year, I discovered just the other day, they issued a um, a document, um, uh, it's like a cultural uh, facilities um, kind of document, um, what they were planning to do culturally for the city, and uh, they uh, actually in there put about the nativity thing. It says, while Christianity is an important part of Perth's cultural identity, the city of Perth's current holiday season celebrations, which include a nativity scene at Council House, do not fully acknowledge or create a sense of belonging for the remaining 54%, because they say in the city of Perth, 46% of people in the census say they're identified as Christian. And... uh, uh, they reckon that that's not uh, all inclusive. And my argument with that is, imagine the Chinese New Year. We've, I'm not sure what the percentage of Chinese people is in, in uh, say, Perth, but uh, they celebrate, the city celebrates that um, to say, well, only a small percentage of people are Chinese, so it's not all inclusive. It's utter nonsense. Um, yeah, people of all cultures will come along and uh, participate in the Chinese New Year festivities and in the same way the big nativity event was attended by people of all faiths and none so this claim that it's not all inclusive it's just simply uh, it's just simply another way of trying to push anything that's christian out of the out of public life well we might appreciate that in states where there is a higher covid-19 concern uh, that you might anticipate that large gatherings could be cancelled. And so you might anticipate uh, that what might be happening in Victoria is that they won't be having a carols event like uh, the Christmas nativity. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, from one headline I looked at, didn't read the whole story, uh, in South Australia, there's moves to cancel the big carols event in South Australia because of COVID-19. But what you're saying here is in WA, it's not because of COVID-19, because in WA, you don't have a huge issue right now. It's very well controlled in WA. And so this is an issue where the authorities are saying not all inclusive. So it's not the COVID issue here in play at all, Peter. That's right. The 
I mean, initially when uh, it sort of uh, became public knowledge that they'd cancelled it, uh, the official reason the commissioners gave was that it was not all-inclusive and they wanted to uh, have events in the central business district and uh, to help the retailers and the eateries. And we have no problem with that, like having it in the Supreme Court Gardens, which is sort of on the outskirts of the central business district, um, we certainly accept that having it there would not generate as much uh, business for the business community as having it in Forest Place. But the fact that it was held in Forest Place for nearly 20 years, uh, why not just simply put it back in there? That was basically our argument. But uh, the, you know, there was massive petitions and um, uh, our supporters sent at least 1,300 emails um, to the commissioners uh, asking for it to be retained. Uh, but on Tuesday night, the commissioners decided to stick to their guns and uh, have decided they won't reinstate it and that they will simply have now five Christmas concerts in Forest Place. Okay, well, this is one of the logical questions that emerges out of all of this. Why couldn't the city of Perth do both and include uh, every one of those? You could still run concerts and have the Christmas nativity. Is there any reasoning that you've picked up on why they they might not have chosen a a both rather than an either or? I guess part of it would also come down to cost because uh, actually running, you know, running the big event, uh, the big nativity event, it is a significant cost for the city. Um, I did see it on the budget. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's uh, uh, it's it's over a hundred thousand dollars to run the nativity event because of all the security they've got to put up the stage and the sound systems, and uh, uh, you know, there's a cast of over a hundred people uh, and all the yeah. Uh, occupational health and safety things that have to be dealt with, etc. So, um, and the staff time in promoting it, all of that. So, it is a significant uh, cost to the city, but it's one that um, yeah draws a massive crowd of people into the city uh, every year in the lead up to Christmas. And uh, my personal view is that uh, five Christmas concerts will not have the drawing power of the uh, that the nativity uh, event had. So it may actually even backfire is what you're saying there because if you know have five Christmas concerts that might not have the same drawing power because there is something, isn't there, in the heart of our Australian humanity that is drawn to the uh, you could you know you could even talk about you know the mystical side of Christmas. Uh, there's a romanticism yeah. about Christmas and uh, mm. the nativity is the central part of what we'd uh, understand would be the celebration around Christmas. It's not uh, Santa Claus and Christmas trees, but the nativity is the central part of that. And that is what draws a lot of people out of their homes and out into the park, whether mm. by candle or by torchlight. And they do want to come and be in a public uh, demonstration, a celebration of this, uh, mm. this issue of Christmas. So a concert doesn't have that dimension, Peter. Look, I would agree with you uh, 100%, and I think the uh, the fact that uh, when you uh, go to the, or if you, if you ever attended one of the um, nativity events in the past, uh, you know you see Muslim people 
see Sikhs, you see uh, people from all faiths and none attended because it's such a well-done production and uh, the reality is Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ and uh, while not everybody who comes to watch the Nativity event um, would embrace the Christian faith in the sense that say you and I do uh, but there's a recognition this is part of our culture and I think the fact that uh, yeah, in in Australia, I think the last census, fifty two percent of the population uh, chose to identify as Christian in the census, and I think we need to keep in mind that a lot of ethnic people who come from places where they're persecuted, they won't put their religion on the census because they're afraid of um, yeah how that information could be misused in the future against them uh, from their personal experience of uh, oppressive government. So chances are the figure is actually slightly higher as to who the number of Christians in our community. But uh, something that um, uh, more than 50% of the population chooses to identify as, um, why, why push that out of out of the public domain, uh, it just baffles me. It's really part of that whole cancel culture nonsense that uh, is going on. And uh, unless Christians stand up and um, demand respect for our Christian culture, those who detest the Christian culture, they will keep pushing back and, uh, and try and eradicate anything Christian out of our society. Uh, interesting, isn't it? Uh, those who detest a Christian culture, and it does appear to be more and more people in authority, whether it's local councillors, uh, whether it's uh, state level or federal level, and these are very, very concerning things for our nation. Hey, we're going to continue our conversation in just a few moments. Our special guest through this hour is Peter Abetz. He's the Australian Christian Lobby State Director for Western Australia. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, we're talking Christmas and our special guest this hour, Peter Abetz, who is the Australian Christian Lobby State Director for the state of Western Australia, where they've cancelled the Christmas nativity in the lead up to Christmas. And it's been a very popular event. Uh, Let me ask you here, Peter, to respond to to some of the things listeners have been saying. And we're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Lots of comments coming in on our Facebook post today asking the question, do you agree with the City of Perth cancelling, I've got on the post it says moving, but uh, we know there's an update on that, cancelling this year's Christmas nativity out of the city centre because it's not all inclusive. Sarah says, ridiculous, councils do things for Chinese New Year's, some even do things for Ramadan, but Christmas and Easter keep getting shoved aside. Australia was a country based on Christian values. Uh, Any thoughts for that uh, dimension that Sarah introduces in there, Peter? Look, very much so. Look, you know, Australia, we say we're a multicultural society, and if we genuinely are a multicultural society, then we actually need to respect all cultures and all religions um, and uh, to push one out of the public square as being uh, somehow not kosher um, is simply um, discriminatory. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, I, I have uh, um, 
no, absolutely no objection to the city of Perth um, drawing attention, say, to Chinese New Year or to Ramadan or to uh, some Buddhist um, uh, festivals or you know, the Diwali festivals that the Indian community has. Um, they're all things that I think are, are very appropriate for a city that is multicultural for the city to actually honour um, and acknowledge those uh, aspects of, uh, of that, that live within the community. Um, and uh, the fact that Christianity is the, um, yeah, I guess, the foundation faith that our culture is based on, um, that should be recognised and to push it out is being utterly disrespectful and it's actually the very opposite of acknowledging the multicultural dimension of our, of our, um, of our nation. And I think the other interesting thing is that um, yeah, I've spoken to a Muslim imam, I've spoken to um, a Buddhist leader and a Hindu leader, the Sikh community. They have absolutely no objection to the nativity event. In fact, a lot of their people go along to see it. It's, it's the militant atheists who actually are the ones who are trying to push the Christian things out of the, um, out of the public square. Well, we're taking calls. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. You might have your own thoughts. Let's hear from Val in Mackay in Queensland. Hi, Val. Welcome along. Hello. Um, yes, uh, some years ago, uh, when there began to be a, a bit of a push against Christmas in some places, uh, I went to the uh, one of the local shopping towns. Actually, I went to both of them. And I, I put in their, uh, their uh, book, they have a book there for complaints or comments and whatever, uh, I think most places do in the manager's office. And I, all I said was I hoped that they would uh, acknowledge the real meaning of Christmas um, at their, at their centre. Anyhow, um, uh, a couple of weeks later I got a call from the manager to say that she had ordered uh, a five-part um, Christmas nativity scenes and they were animated and they've been put up every year since in the um, escalator. Well, you know, you got up one side, down the other. In the middle, they have these five uh, animated sets and uh, it was... It was uh, Val, what well, you what you are indicating is that when mm. someone speaks up, there is someone mm. in authority who will listen to common sense and actually will take that as a sign that there are many people that will think this is important. Peter, what are your thoughts for Val? Oh, can I can I just yeah. say? Yep. Uh, yep. Val, try just going yep, to your quickly. retail places. Mm. Yep. Yeah, just retailers. Try yep. going to your real place. Places and 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 getting them on side because they surely benefit uh, from you having the nativity there. Okay, Peter, your thoughts for Val? Look, I think that people for too uh, for too long have just simply. Um, yeah, stood back, as that's the Christian people stood back and allowed those who um, want to push Christian things out of the public square have just basically given them a free reign. And I really think it's high time that the Christian community actually um, yeah, stood up for themselves and said enough is enough. 
And uh, it was actually encouraging uh, here in Perth. We have uh, the council was. Uh, uh, sacked a, a couple of years back by the local government minister and they had the, they've got the commissioners at the moment but in October um, there will be a new council election and two of the mayoral candidates uh, have actually said that at the, or Tim Schwass, one of the candidates, he's actually said at the first council meeting, if he gets elected as mayor, he would be moving a motion to reinstate the nativity event. And uh, another one, Basil Semplis, uh, has said he's very supportive of the continuation of the um, uh, nativity event. Uh, so it's, it's good that people are hearing uh, or that the candidates, some of them are listening and saying, yes, we support that. And I think you know, we need to have our voices heard. You know, the fact that 1,300 uh, people, I think it was 1,300 uh, people actually sent emails uh, to the commissioners uh, asking for it to be reinstated. I think if that certainly didn't go unnoticed. Okay, they didn't they didn't um, uh, take notice of that in terms of actually changing their decision, but I'm sure it did not go unnoticed. Wow, okay, and there's a new dimension in there because this upcoming council election then becomes almost like a plebiscite on Christmas. So uh, for Christians in Perth, it's going to be a very important time. Hey, we're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from David in WA. Hi, David. Yes, good morning, uh, everyone. Um, i just got three points I'd like to quickly tell you. Um, first point is... There seems to be a long-standing um, problem with what I'd call rollover co- culture. So uh, everyone sort of just, um, oh, it's all too hard, just uh, let's go along with the flow, uh, let's not rock the boat sort of thing. And that's been going on for far too long. And no one um, wants to make a stand and stand up for what they believe and, and uh, they just want to leave it to someone else to deal with the problem. Okay, rollover uh, culture. What were the? What's the second one, David? Well, uh, the the other one is we need to, uh, when it's challenged in this in this way, we need to do uh, something like a Clive Palmer challenge, uh, which is before the um, the court, the High Court of Australia, um, and it's a constitutional challenge to those uh, atheists and those who hate um, religion. Okay, we might talk uh, about Clive Palmer after the news that's coming up. Uh, what's your third point, quickly, David? Uh, the third point is um, I was uh, working for Uber and they, they tried to do the same thing um, by bringing only uh, people who are faith of Islam and um, sort of events that were around the LB, LBGT community and I took them to the uh, Equal Opportunity Commission and I successfully got them to uh, back down from uh, their platform. But uh, they weren't going to back down their platform until I actually made them come to court. Okay. Well, David, thank you so much for your call. Uh, We're about to go to news, so I'll have to hold back some comments here from Peter Abetz. But, Peter, you might hold a thought or two if we are able Mm. to come back to any of those points after the news. David, thank you so much for your call. Uh, Take another call in just a few moments, but there's a note from one of our listeners who responded on Facebook today. Claire says... Peter, well, put it this way. We live two hours south of Perth 
and we would bring the family up and stay a weekend in Perth for our children to experience the nativity that's been run for 20 years. If they just changed to an all-inclusive concert, we wouldn't come. What are your thoughts for someone like Claire and uh, no doubt for lots of people who live on the outskirts or within a few hours of Perth? What are your thoughts? Look, I, I would agree. Um, the you know, To go to a, a concert where you have different people performing songs and what have you, um, that's not really, in my book, uh, not a draw, real draw card. Uh, it might be something that people who happen to be in the city would... Yeah, pause and listen to for a while before moving on but um you know people uh, people would not drive an hour and a half uh, from uh, outside of perth to go to a concert whereas they used to do that sort of thing for the uh, nativity event so uh, i think that's uh, uh, my view is that the city businesses will actually suffer as a result of the uh, nativity event not being on, I think there'll be less people in the city um, because of it. Uh, let's take another call. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen to join our conversation. Greg is in Newman in WA. Hi, Greg. Welcome along. Oh, hi there. How are you? Good, Greg. What are your thoughts for our conversation Good. today? Um, well, of course, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed, you know, in the last 10 years, has been just more and more of an anti-Christian sentiment in government, in policies, in every every everywhere you turn. It's just a, a total anti-Christian spirit of things, you know. And you can see how it's we're, we're losing God's protection, we're losing God's blessings. It's it's riddled throughout the whole world. And you know, doing this is just an, another thing where. They, I think there's people out there who think they're smart and they're making things better, but we're all the time we're just losing more and more of God's blessings. Uh, losing yeah, the heart and soul in that sense, a, a gradual tipping away, I can hear you say. Uh, your thoughts for Greg, Peter? Look, I think he's absolutely right. I think one of the earlier uh, callers uh, spoke about rollover culture, that Christians have just kind of rolled over when people push against Christian things. And I, I really think that um, the Christian community really needs to learn to stand up to those kinds of uh, things. Um, it's interesting. I've, in West Australia, we have independent public schools. And I was on um, one of the boards when I was a member of parliament. And one of the schools, they, the Little East did a nativity play at the end of the, um, uh, the graduation ceremony at the end of the year. And it was an outdoor thing. It was a, you know, it was a big school. And uh, they did a lovely job. And early the next year, we had a complaint uh, came to the board. Um, the principal said they'd had two complaints about the nativity play. And um, the you know, the board members were sort of saying, well, I guess we're multicultural. We've got to be sensitive, rah, 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 and all that. And I listened to all that. And I said, well, hang on a minute. Uh, I asked the principal, was it a Muslim or a Hindu family that complained? And he said it wasn't. It was two white Australian families. And so I said, so what I'm hearing you say is the two militant atheists are trying to impose their view of the world on this whole school community. I said, I find that incredibly bigoted and intolerant. 
and the board members, they kind of sat up and thought, whoa, whoa, what's happening here? Um, and I said, look, if I lived in Saudi Arabia, you know I'm a Christian, I would insist that my children learn the basics of the Muslim faith, because otherwise they cannot understand the culture in which they're living. And... Uh, the, yeah, in the end, they said yeah, the nativity play was going to be okay. But I think you know, we need to learn to stand up and push back because um, yeah, we, the rollover culture, I think that's a great uh, term that the previous caller used, um, that's, that's been very much the, the... So many Christians just... They almost apologise for being Christian instead of saying, hey, we serve the living God. We, we're proud of serving the living God um, and we, we shouldn't be apologising and, uh, and rolling over. Well, that's a, an amazing thing because it might become part of our usual speech uh, using this idea of rollover culture. Actually, we're making a criticism of ourselves as Christian believers because we continue to roll over whenever there's all sorts of uh, challenges to those sorts of events that do promote our Christian faith. Thank you so much to Greg for your call. Let's take another call because I want to move on to another uh, issue around your borders in WA, but let's hear from Marguerite in Rockhampton. Hi, Marguerite. Welcome. Good morning. How are you today? Good, Marguerite. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm so disappointed. I, I agree that we serve the living God who created our universes and our planet. And we come together to um, worship Jesus as the baby. And concerts can be held any time of the year. They can be held at any time of the year, but there is only the one holy day and the one holy time when we do remember Jesus, the Son of God. Marguerite, wonderful thought there. Quick response from Peter, because uh, that's right, you can hold a concert any time, Peter. Yeah, look, and I think, I mean, they termed it as Christmas concert, but just exactly what the content is going to be when I hear that they may contain... Uh, aspects of the nativity may contain some of the Christmas carols, uh, I get very suspicious because <laughs> there's no guarantees uh, with that. Um, and the the very fact that you know, the churches have not been consulted, you know, just imagine uh, the, say, the uh, Chinese New Year celebration if the Chinese community associations weren't consulted about what to do uh, everyone would think that would be totally inappropriate but the city seems quite happy to uh, decide what to do with Christmas without consulting any of the church leaders which is quite quite bizarre really Thank you so much to Marguerite in Rockhampton. Just take a little diversion here for a moment. There's more calls that would like to talk about Christmas. But I want to ask you because, you know, there is a certain sense in which uh, you might sometimes see things like this that happen uh, under the guise of what's happening in the broader perspective of COVID uh, around the nation and this idea that things are deteriorating in different areas because you can't hold events and such things. But the whole border issue. Uh, this is something that is a challenging thing for many states and territories around Australia. Uh, you've got closed borders in WA. Uh, Peter, a little uh, diversion here, but uh, uh, what's the mood like in WA given that you've got closed borders? Look, um, people, some people, uh, and the, it seems the majority of people think it's wonderful that we've got closed borders, but when you talk to people who are actually directly affected by it, 
then you hear very, very different stories. Like I, I'm getting, because um, I'm also Deputy Mayor at the City of Gosnells and I'm a former State Member of Parliament, so a lot of people know who I am. And uh, I, I get probably two or three phone calls a week from people in utter despair because, um, you know, on uh, Sunday, um, a person whose wife is dying of cancer and she's suddenly taken a quite a steep um, yeah, decline. And um, the, uh, the family, uh, the, the parents, they're from South Africa, the, the lady's parents want to come over from South Africa to, uh, yeah, to say their goodbyes. And um, it took some time, but the government gave approval uh, for them to come from South Africa. But the fact is... You can't, still can't come because there's only so many hundred people uh, allowed to enter uh, per week because they uh, have to quarantine for 14 days in a hotel and there's only so many um, rooms available for that purpose. So um, it's even though they've got permission, they can't actually come in. Now, um, there's issues around the 14 days because the research is now showing actually that one week of isolation um, is you get about 98% uh, certainty that a person doesn't have it uh, if they don't show symptoms within that uh, seven days. So, you know, we could actually reduce the number or the, the, the quarantine period to one week and that would then double the number of people who could actually uh, come for special purposes. And, yeah, we've got another case of uh, a senator was telling me just the other day a potato grower down in Manjimup has taken delivery of a million dollars worth of equipment for processing potatoes. He's got a contract with the Middle East to supply some potato products and the machinery needs to be commissioned the technicians are in South Australia and um, they're not allowed to, they can't get permission for those two technicians to enter Western Australia. And you kind of think, hang on a minute, South Australia has got, uh, like Western Australia, virtually zero uh, coronavirus. Um, what's actually the sense in preventing that? It's, it's going to impact so many people and the social cost of what's going on with the unnecessarily tight border uh, I think it's I think it's going to come back to bite us well and of course there's other issues going on too aren't there around borders and uh, those sorts of personal and family issues are always going to be there and there's lots of cases no doubt uh, where people are disadvantaged there it's even going a, a whole lot deeper there with this issue around Clive Palmer uh, mm. where he's, uh, he's taking the WA government uh, to the High Court uh, over issues here and, and uh, saying that the foundational pillars of our Westminster, Westminster system of government have, have been uh, attacked here. Uh, what are your thoughts around that issue? And uh, just, just quickly, because we'll get back on to Christmas, but, uh, but big yeah. issues around borders. Look, I mean, I think the, um, the only basis on which a government can close the border is if it's a appropriate or a proportionate response to a situation. And uh, to I think initially when the coronavirus, when we didn't know much about it and everybody was very uncertain, uh, it certainly was a very appropriate response. Uh, and you're like when um, Scott Morrison closed the, uh, the borders to Australia effectively and uh, Donald Trump did the same, even they got lots of criticism and accused of being xenophobic and all that sort of thing. Um, 
initially I think that was a very appropriate response, but now that we understand a lot more about the coronavirus, I think we actually need to um, adjust our... The governments need to adjust their decisions uh, on the basis of science and not on sort of popularism. And I think that, um, in my personal view... um, I can't see any basis, any rational basis for not having an open border, say, with the Northern Territory in South Australia, because they're in the same position as us, as not having had any community spread of uh, coronavirus, uh, that they want to keep it closed with Victoria. You can sort of understand that, but even there, um, you know, the the silly nonsense that's going on on the border of Victoria and uh, South Australia, where half the kids come from across the border to a school or teachers and the school can't function because they think, come on, let, let a little bit of common sense prevail. Well, it's controversial, isn't it, on the borders with WA and South Australia, the borders with Victoria and New South Wales, the borders with New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, very, very significant things that are happening and uh, certainly a large conversation to have around all of that. Let's come back to Christmas, Peter. Uh, let's take another call. Kay is on the line from Salisbury in South Australia. Kay, welcome along. Thank you so much. What are your thoughts, Kay? I'm intrigued at the concept of um, inclusivity because if you pick any celebration, anything at all, there is somebody somewhere who will miss out. Be it Mother's Day, horse racing, Father's Day, Grandfather's Day, Grandparents' Day. Somebody will miss out. So the fact that Christmas is being, um, I don't know, under the telescope, it to me is just as someone said, a Christian's rolling over and playing dead, and it's just so wrong. Okay, uh, your thoughts for Kay, Peter? Look, I think she's absolutely right, and it's interesting uh, when the commissioner said uh, that uh, they cancelled in part because it's not all inclusive. Actually, googled what is that supposed to mean? Inclusive inclusivity. And there's a few websites where you can look that up. And basically, it seems the consensus is inclusive um, um, uh, or something being non-inclusive is that making people feel uncomfortable about what's going on. And so the idea of being inclusive is to be sensitive to everybody in the audience uh, to make them feel comfortable about what you're doing. And when I read that, I thought... Well, anybody who could claim to feel uncomfortable um, about a beautifully produced nativity uh, reenactment with a cast of over 100 people uh, with the live animals, it's absolutely magnificent production. If somebody says that I feel uncomfortable with that, I have to say they are incredible bigots because the definition of a bigot is actually a person who will only tolerate their view of the world and not anyone else's. And so in actual fact, we, uh, the city of Perth, by saying the nativity scene uh, uh, event is not all inclusive, they're actually pandering to bigots. And I think that's uh, it, the craziness of that. Uh, it just seems to escape these people. And uh, that whole notion of inclusive, uh, if we're in a multicultural community, we need to recognise that you know, not everybody's going to be equal.
equally excited about every festival, but we need to respect that that's part of their culture and that's part of the other people's culture. And if we want to live harmoniously together, to we shouldn't try and push other people's um, celebrations out of the calendar. Kay, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation as we've been talking about Christmas. Uh, Interesting, when you talk about, you know, an increasingly secularised nation that we have, uh, the idea that there might be atheistic people who are pulling the levers with government power, uh, there is a certain sense, Peter, and I'll get your thoughts here, that this idea of being secular, that was like a good idea idea for managing the different pluralist ideas of how you might be a part of a multicultural society. But uh, all of a sudden, that sort of secular, uh, even ideal has become very atheistic, and it's become the sledgehammer that wants to uh, smash Christianity. There's a certain sense in which that bigotry is coming because of uh, a sort of a secularization. What are your thoughts here? Look, you're absolutely right. And the um, the idea that the idea of a secular state is actually not that religion is not allowed. That's not secular. Secular actually means that all religions are given equal um, opportunity for expression. And that what people need to recognise is that it's interesting. The Supreme Court in the United States has actually ruled that atheism is a religion. And when you think about it, it actually makes sense because um, atheism is a way of viewing the world. Um, atheism says that the only um, the only uh, uh, only thing that's real is the physical universe. So they reject the notion of the spiritual dimension to to life, and that's the world view. They can't prove that there's no spiritual dimension. Um, that's not a rational position that they've arrived at from scientific uh, investigation because you can't investigate spiritual dimension scientifically. It, it doesn't. The scientific method doesn't lend itself to that. So the um, the idea that uh, secularism means no religion anywhere in the public square is actually not secularism. That is actually a uh, an atheistic um, uh, state. Then, uh, like what you had in uh, say a Soviet in the Soviet Union, where um, any expression of Christian faith or any religion uh, basically made you a pariah and uh, excluded from uh, uh, working in the public service and all sorts of things. And our forefathers never intended that to be. That the uh, our forefathers understood that um, uh, that there was a basic um, yeah, Christian foundation to our society. And the idea was that you don't have a Church of England as the, the state church, but that Christianity and Christian values were, were considered just part of yeah, the common good. Uh, let's take one more quick call. Yan is on the line from Salisbury <laughs> in North South Australia. Hi, Yan. Welcome. Uh, good Sal- morning. Good morning. Salisbury North, yes. Yan, what are your thoughts? Uh, Very Sal- quick. Salisbury North, yes. Uh, just a quick note. Uh, Christianity... Pure Christianity is actually a fully inclusive uh, belief system. So there's no uh, we don't we don't segregate from different religions. We we 
uh, uh, Christian love, that Jesus Christ is for all of humanity, for all mankind. Yes, Yan, good thought in there. A quick response from Peter, because we're going to wrap things up. Yeah, look, um, I think that's the nature of Christianity, is that um, it's a very tolerant religion in the sense that we know that we can't force people to believe, but we, um, yeah, we love all people because every person is made in the image of God, and therefore... Uh, yeah, the whole notion of human rights actually emerged out of Christian thought. It didn't come out of any other uh, philosophy. It came out of Christianity. And uh, so, yep, yeah, absolutely agree. Thank you so much to Yan. And uh, just to draw some thoughts together here, because you did indicate that with a council election looming, that there may be some hope to reinstate uh, this uh, Christmas nativity. Uh, just take us very quickly through that. Uh, what would you call people to do if that was an opportunity to to have a turnaround in Perth? What what should people do, Peter? Look, it's a little bit tricky because the city of Perth is um, uh, a very small geographic area, and the number of residents who actually uh, have the right to vote is relatively small, um, and the uh, like to to vote there, you have to either live in the city, uh, in uh, or be a business owner or property owner uh, in the city, and so uh, there would probably not be many people who, um, yeah, of your listeners who would actually be able to vote at the city of Perth elections. So it's a little bit difficult to influence that, but it is encouraging that. Uh, yeah, at least two of the um, candidates have publicly come out and said that they support the statement of the nativity. So uh, I think the um, yeah, it, it's a little bit difficult to know just exactly what your listeners can do because it's really the voters that will have to vote in the appropriate uh, mayoral candidates okay. and councillors who would support it. Okay, and so I imagine that anyone could write to the city's commissioners and uh, Mm -hmm. they could give their view. Uh, And uh, perhaps along the lines, some of the sorts of things that we've been able to talk about today, and uh, I suppose in a respectful and uh, a courteous way, uh, when you're receiving those sorts of, you know, lobbying-type letters, it's always good to be respectful too, no doubt, Peter. Sure. I think um, it's really important when uh, Christians write to uh, people in authority that they are always uh, respectful um, and not be over-emote, don't use overly emotive language, but be polite, courteous and succinct. And uh, I think that's, that's what we need to do. Well, we'll look forward to uh, some good news because there is a slim chance this could be overturned. But uh, other than that, uh, I think, uh, you know, don't be a part of the rollover culture that's happening in Christianity and uh, stand up and and say what you mean, mean what you say, and and, uh, make sure that you stand up for uh, getting those sorts of cultural uh, opportunities uh, in front of the people so that they can be influenced those in the depth of what it means for Christmas, the incarnation. Uh, Peter Abetz is the Australian Christian Lobby State Director for Western Australia. The Australian Christian Lobby website is acl.org.au. 
And no doubt you'll find uh, some articles and insights around what's happening with Christmas in WA on the ACL website. Peter Abetz, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. My pleasure and privilege. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.